Welcome to Capturing the Abandon, a foray into the world of rural and urban abandoned exploration. Hello, my name is Vincent Gerhardt, and along with my co-host, Mr. Lex Nichols, we'd like to welcome you to Episode 9 of Capturing the Abandon with Miss Jill of Alluring Epiphany. For the record, this podcast is for and about the many talented rural and urban abandoned explorers that are out there, primarily on Instagram. It's where we highlight and recognize these explorers to see what inspires and motivates them. This gives us all a chance to get to know these amazing individuals on a more personal level, as an artist and as an individual. Just a quick note before we move on to the interview. You can follow this show via any of the main podcatchers out there. And if you do, you can receive the latest show automatically. And remember, it's free. And that's the real beauty of podcasts. Some of the upcoming podcasts that we'll be having will be from Gina from Rural Revivals, Kelly from the Forgotten South, and Jeremy of In the Bluffs. So please stay tuned. We are truly honored to feature and interview Miss Jill of Alluring Epiphany. She was born and raised in historic Roebling, New Jersey, where she still calls home. Jill has a wonderful sense of humor and a keen eye for the unusual, which she shows us via her beautiful images on Instagram. She is an electrical designer by day and a hub operator by night. Jill is an artist as well, where she draws in Prismacolor pencils and most of her artwork is either for her home or her family. You can tell that being a moderator for her hub is a real passion for her, and she, along with the other moderators, do a most excellent job of curating the abandon on the Urbix Utopia Hub. Now, on with our interview with Ms. Jill. Hello, Jill, and welcome to the Capturing the Abandoned podcast. We're happy to have you on here. Hi, I'm so happy to be here, Mr. Vincent and Mr. Lex. Good. We're, we're excited to have you, and uh, we sure enjoy all the things that you're posting on Instagram. Oh, I'm so happy to hear that. I'm glad you enjoy it. Would you want to give us uh, just a little bit of background, a little 411 on yourself and what you do, and let her rip? Okay. Um, I was born and raised in New Jersey. I actually grew up in a... Uh, historic town named Roebling and Roebling was built around the Roebling steel mill and my whole family worked there my great-grandfathers my my grandparents and uh, that was the heart of the town and the Roebling steel mill is actually known for making the cables for the Brooklyn Bridge the uh, Golden Gate Bridge and also the uh I have to give kudos to this for the uh, the Slinky toy. They actually made the steel <laughs> wire for the Slinky. <laughs> wow. So that, all came, that all came from my little hometown. Awesome. And then uh, the, the mill went abandoned in the early 70s. And I actually went to school right down the street from it. So I was always fascinated by it. And my father was a historian. So I grew up in history. Like all of our family trips were going to Gettysburg, you know, there were, there were always some kind of history education with my dad. So I kind of grew up in that and I was interested in certain history and I was really fascinated with like the Titanic and we have a thing out here in New Jersey called the Jersey Devil, which is like a folklore. So I always like strange things <laughs> and uh, you know, that's basically my background. I'm an electrical designer by trade. I draw, I paint, and I take pictures. Awesome. How did you get into this type of photography? When Instagram kind of first started, my husband got into taking pictures with a few of his friends. They used to go out and take pictures of trains. There was like an abandoned um, train yard that's near my home. And uh, they slowly started taking pictures of more and more abandoned stuff. And then I got into helping them find places, doing research. I am a huge researcher and I would help them find places to go take pictures. And, and I wasn't really interested in any more than that at the time. And then we had a vacation planned um, in the Poconos. And if anyone knows anything about the Poconos, there are so many 
resorts that are abandoned. I mean, big, huge, like, you know, dirty dancing type resort. And they're wow. just sitting there abandoned. They, I mean, huge, right? So why did they abandon those? Do you know? Um, my theory is that people used to go there on vacation. And as more and more things became popular on the East Coast, people stopped going inland and going more outwards. Yeah, going more on the coast. I guess that, uh, you know, more things became popular and they, they just died out and they just went abandoned. So anyway, so we went on uh, a vacation and I looked up some of the resorts that were abandoned in the Poconos. And I said, well, since we're there and you like taking pictures, let's go take some pictures. And we went to one resort that is now demolished. And I was scared to death. And uh, we drove right into it, and my husband went in it, and inside of it was a huge pool with a big concrete uh, diving board. And it was like a indoor jungle. There was just, everything was growing inside the building. It was really pretty. And uh, he took some pictures there, and then we left, and we went to did another resort, and then we ended up at a resort called uh, the Buck Hill Inn, which is also now demolished. And uh, we drove right up to it. There was another person standing there and they were looking at it. And when we drove up and I looked at it, it was the prettiest thing that I've ever seen. It was so huge. I mean, it was like colossal huge. And it just <laughs> sat there and it was silent and it was beautiful and all that history and everything like my dad taught me i understood his passion for something and for me it just clicked that i wanted to see more stuff like this i wanted to take my own pictures and go find other things and and that's kind of how it all started for me <laughs> that's I cool was, it, it yeah it just it struck a note with you in in your soul Oh, it was, I, I can't even explain like how beautiful it was. And it, and it's really, really sad that they're demolishing them, that they're, you know, there was no way to, to preserve them, to keep them going, you know, just something like, I just, right. it's just really sad. And, and I really feel fortunate to be able to see some of these places, you know, that are now gone. For sure. Right. So Jill, what's your favorite subjects to shoot? I would have to say that old cars, actually any old vehicles, old trains, I've seen hoverboards, helicopters, anything like that, any kind of vehicle would be my favorite. I also like oh. taking pictures of um, if you're just taking a ride and you find an old house that's just sitting on the side of the road still that is just covered in green, just green ivy just green like it, it's basically almost like like nature taking it back and to me it's just it's beautiful <laughs> oh i would love to see that too yeah we're the same way we don't get too much green because we don't get a much much rain but every once in a while we'll find a house at the porch is you know it's got vine growing up on every corner and i remember when we were in model a few of those houses had something like that but it's probably nothing like the East Coast. Some of these, some of the houses out, out here are encapsulated where you can just about see the houses. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's awesome. That's crazy. So what kind of uh, equipment do you use to take your pictures with? Well, I now have a Nikon D3300, and I use an um, extra-wide angle lens. Um, but that's not how I started. I started with just taking pictures of my iPhone. And I have absolutely no experience with taking pictures with a camera. So uh, there were a lot of times when I first started out, when I first got my camera, that I would take my iPhone with me and I would take pictures with both because I just was, <laughs> I was not uh, confident enough that the pictures that I took with my camera would be good. So that's how I hey, started out. you got to have a backup. And, oh, yeah. And, and there are times, there are times, not too many now, but... There are times where I don't have my camera with me and I see something and I stop and I will take a picture with my iPhone. But I do try to use my camera now 
and I'm, I'm still getting used to using it, but I noticed that the more I use it, the less I have, have to edit. What's the saying, Vincent? The best camera you have is the one you have with you. There we That's go. That's right. <laughs> yep. I like that. Whether That's a, good. Whether it's a phone <laughs> or a camera and so. or whatever. Okay, yeah. so, so when you're out shooting after you've captured your images, uh, what's your favorite utility or software or or editing trick? What do you what do you like to use? My favorite uh, software is Snapseed. I also use Handy Photo. I use something called Lenslight, Skylab, and Enlightened QuickShot. You never use them all together? No, no. The different ones for different, you know, different looks that I'm trying to get with a picture. So you mentioned to us uh, in our first call that um, you don't use a computer to do your editing with. So how do you get the pictures from the camera to your phone? I have a little drive that jumps it right to my phone that downloads it. It's wireless. Wow, so nice. So, yeah, so my, my husband and I, who's my, um, you know, him and I are a team. We go out together. We come home with our cameras and, and we download our photos and, and then I do all my editing right on my phone. So you download them to your computer and then it trans then you transfer them to your phone. Yep. No, no, no. Wow. I download them right I download them right from my camera, right to my phone. Oh wow, okay. I see. Oh yeah, no, right to my phone. Yeah. There's there's an app that you use. And it's basically like a wireless jump. It just jumps right from the camera right to your phone. Oh, okay. I see. I see. It just pulls them directly yep. from your camera. Okay. Yep. So we, so, we visited with uh, Amy on the last podcast. And yeah, she has she uh, some of the same stuff. Yeah, she has an adapter, like a card reader, and hooks it up to the USB, whatever, or something. And sounded like a really nice little setup, too. But that's direct. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, it's great. It, it really works for us. Technology makes it makes it simple. They make it easy to, you know, capture in the field, capture on a good camera, transfer to the phone, post it. That's the, the beauty of uh, technology. Yeah. Like some of my favorite parts of photography are, are editing the pictures. I, I just love to see what I could do with them and, you know, what, what effects I can do and you know, some don't need much and other ones you want to make it look a certain way. So it's just, it's really fun to edit for me. <laughs> I, yeah. I right? That's We're the part the I way. like too. Yeah. You it's, bet. It's like, it's like Christmas, you know, you have this image and then you go in there and you do some editing and then when you're done, you're like, Oh, something awesome. With so many filters and everything else, you can, you can take the same picture and, you know, produce it unlimited amount of ways. So it's, it's amazing. Yeah. So, Miss Jill, how long have you been doing this type of photography? Uh, about two and a half years now. Two and a half. Okay. Two and a half. Yep. So that's uh, all together. Like that's when you kind of got inspired, and then you got on Instagram and the whole process, huh? I, I probably started a little bit before that, but I've been really into this for like probably two and a half years now. What's the shadiest <laughs> place that you've been to? Uh, I went to, I went with two other friends of ours, exploring friends, my husband and I, to a uh, old folks home. It was a manor. And if you look down through my gallery, you'll see a picture of two headless choir boys. They're, they're basically like those old plastic statues that lit up. I don't know if you've ever seen them, but they... They were headless, <laughs> and, <laughs> they were headless. And, and it was there was a little tiny chapel there, and inside the chapel were these two little headless choir boys, and uh, there were no pews left, just basically the hardware where they used to be, and uh, we took some pictures in there, and, and there there were several different buildings on the property, so there, there was a little chapel, and then there was like a main house, you know, where they had all the... Uh, the bedrooms, they had a rec room and, um, <clears throat> excuse me, I was in there and took some pictures downstairs and then I went upstairs and, uh, something overcame me that just made me feel like I had to leave. It was the heaviest 
like it, it just felt like it was going to stop you if you if you uh. didn't leave. It's like a really heavy feeling. And it's a shame because there are a lot of other parts of that that I really wanted to photograph and see. Uh, in the rec room, there were different tables that had like vines growing in the window. And I was really looking forward to seeing all that. And I, I didn't even get down to it. I actually had to go sit out in the car and let the rest of my group take their pictures. And even while I was sitting in the car, I didn't feel well. I, I did not feel oh, well until I left the property. And I've been to three different asylums, never felt anything. I've never felt anything like that in my life. And then wow. I got home and I downloaded my, my pictures. And there's one picture and it is in my gallery where it was like a little medical room with a cabinet in the corner. And on top of the cabinet was this weird smoky looking image. And first I thought it was something to do with sunlight, but it actually blocks out the window a little bit. It's, it's a really strange image that I caught and I didn't edit the picture at all. And that's about the time that I was starting to feel that way. So it's really, that is the shadiest place I ever went. And I will never go back there <laughs> ever. <laughs> I, I don't blame you. I don't blame you at all. Yeah. I'm yep. looking at that picture. That's a cool picture. Just, uh, just the bodies there. And then, that uh, big window above them and yeah, perfectly it's really, framed. really eerie place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and awesome. I, I know that the I know that the place shut down because it, they found bed bugs and um, the el elderly that were there were not treated right, and you know, so that's a little bit of history of the place. So, you know, I, I just felt like something bad happened there, and I just felt really, really heavy, and that's the only way I could describe it. Wow. Right. Never had an experience like that before. That's the only time. Well, that's probably enough. Yeah. So what's the favorite story you like to tell from all your adventures besides that one? I know that's not a favorite one for sure. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, my husband and I found this abandoned farm, and we told a friend of ours about it, and we took her there to see it. And it had been a while since we've been there, so... When we went back, it looked the same, maybe a little different, but uh, so we were taking pictures there and there were, there were a few really pretty old barns that were like starting to cave in and an old house. And uh, my, my friend that went, she decided to go in the house. So uh, we were there for a while. Uh, you know, we were there over a half an hour. That, that's a long time to stay somewhere around here. <laughs> and yeah. She went in the house and she came back out and she said, you know, there's, there's like newspapers in there that are recent. And I'm like, oh no, like, I think it's time that we leave <laughs> because maybe somebody's actually back here or that somebody bought it, or maybe it's not abandoned anymore. And we didn't even realize it. So as we were driving out of this real long driveway, a truck was coming down the street and the truck turned into the property and turned around and actually was chasing us down the road. Oh my <laughs> and then gosh. Oh my. Yeah. And, and then just stopped. And we were like, we just left there in the nick of time. <laughs> we should not have been there. Like from, you know, something must have happened. Somebody must have bought it in that time that we went the first time to the second time. It just didn't look any different. There were no cars there, you know, it was still overgrown. There was still, you know, farm stuff everywhere. So it was, this, it was really weird, but, and you know, I never heard from the police or anything. So maybe he just wanted to scare us away. And, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Sure. laughs> so I love telling people that story. I, her and I love it. We're like, remember when that farmer was chasing us in the truck? <laughs> 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 So uh, what's the best place that you've been to? Uh, my favorite place that I've been to so far are, well, actually, there's two places. Uh, the Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum in West Virginia. Yep. That's as far as I've been exploring. You know, heading west is West Virginia. Uh, my husband and I went there. It is awesome. And, and I love what they're doing there. They're preserving it. They're, you know, giving tours, they're allowing photographers to come in 
And uh, I think we had like six hours in there to photograph. And even that wasn't long enough. So if anybody's looking for a really cool old lunatic asylum to go see, that is the one. That is really cool. So that was one of my favorites. And the president heads that are down in uh, Virginia. And we just went there in April. So what's the deal with those things anyway? <laughs> the president heads. Well, yeah. uh, okay. Well, outside of Williamsburg, Virginia, there was a park called Presidential Park. And it was kind of off, you know, it wasn't in a main area. It was kind of away from everything. And it was a park that you walked through and there were all these 18 to 20 foot high busts of the president. So it was just like a little park you walk through and you see George Washington and then you walk to the next one. And, you know, eventually, I don't know if people got bored of it. It was too far away from everything, but it became abandoned. So they hired uh, this guy. His name is Howard. I won't say his last name, but he had uh, his own uh, business with a crane and they wanted him to come in and take all these president heads out of the park and destroy them. And he went to, you know, he, he gathered them all and he could not destroy them. So he took them to his farm and all 43 are sitting there on his farm. Oh, wow. Wow. That's yep. awesome. Yep. Yep. So, uh, he, he didn't have them where you could go see them. If you went to see them, it was basically illegal. Uh, but now he's actually trying to fix them up. And I think that I read that King's Dominion wants to take them and, like, put them on display. So I guess uh, he's trying to gather enough money to make that happen. So now you can actually go, go down and legally see them for, like, $25. Yeah, I think I've seen a few pictures on the, you know, just in the regular feed. Every once in a while, you'll see pictures of the, of the heads. Yeah, they're so. wel- they're welcoming it now. They have a they have an afternoon with the presidents, or they have a night photography with the presidents. They're really promoting it, and and they are so cool. Yeah, they are so cool. Wow. And like I said, they're eighteen to twenty feet high. Wow. They're huge. <laughs> yeah. There's uh, it's like an old metal building, and then it has all these um, tendrils sticking out of it, like uh, octopus legs or whatever. Oh. oh that that uh, is crazy. Yeah. There's uh, uh, in Philadelphia, in the Naval Yard, they have some old warehouses there, and they actually had this artist team come in. And they were blow up octopus legs. Okay. And I, I don't know how oh. they actually they did it, but from inside the building, they they had air in them and they were moving around. And oh. it was only on display for for a little while. So I made sure I got over and see that because I thought that was so cool. That, so you, you go there and you look that, at this huge abandoned warehouse and these octopus arms are like waving all around. It was so neat. Yeah, that's <laughs> so that's something out of a sci-fi yeah. movie. Yeah. So I'm always checking yep. the Naval Yard just in case they, they do something, you know, somebody does something else with, with those buildings. So there were a lot of people that went there to see that. Yeah, you'd think, I mean, if they were to do something like that, they know that people are going to be attracted to it. Yeah, it, it was free admission. It, you didn't have to pay anything to see it. It's just, oh, uh, man. it's yeah, you know, they just cool. walk right up to it. And yeah, it was neat. It was really neat. I'm really glad I got to say it. <laughs> they should put some blow up dollar bills in uh, here in, in our town and wave them out a window. Maybe, maybe people will come. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, not really. Oh, my goodness. So yeah, that's, that's, that's crazy. <laughs> that's so funny. real quick, um, was was it um, Amy that was telling us about the lunatic asylum? Didn't she photograph that too? Was it, it, it her is. or Kyle? Yeah, it was, I think yeah, it, was it was Kyle. It, I think it was Kyle because I, yeah. I listened to Kyle. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was like, man, that that rings a bell, you know, and it's crazy that they 
they call it that. It reminds me of that movie, um, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Cuckoo's Nest, yeah. Yep. Actually, so anyway. in the in the Trans-Allegheny uh, Asylum, there is a an area that I took a picture of that actually looks like that area from the, the um, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest where the nursing station was, where there was like the little window and the patients were on the outside and they came up to get their medicine. And there was actually a little window area like that that re- reminded me exactly of that movie. But it is called that, the Trans-Allegheny uh, Lunatic Asylum. <laughs> so do you have some worst places that you've been to? Nope, I don't have any. I-, I love all the places that I've been to, and except that one that I mentioned. But uh, I-, I-, I can't say that there's like a worse place. No, not at all. Good. That's, That's awesome. Good. That's good. So uh, what do you think your best shot is, and, and why do you think it's your best shot? Is it the color? Uh, is it the texture or the place? Or My favorite shot that I took was when I first really started to understand my camera and how to take pictures, and I got my wide-angle lens. And we went to this school, and uh, I took a picture of the auditorium, and it was this really pretty aqua color. The light that came in through the windows made the whole whole room just look like this aqua blue color. And there's all these chairs and a piano. <clears throat> and it had a really cool ceiling. But I took that picture. And when I got home and downloaded it, I hardly had to edit it. And I was like, wow, like, this is this is my favorite. And I just loved the way that I, I caught the picture. I was really happy with it. So I have to say that. So if you go down through my gallery, you'll see a, a school auditorium that's like an aqua blue color. That's that's the picture I'm talking about. I captured yeah, it, it has, just the uh, way I wanted to. It's got the piano down on the bottom. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And it's got yeah, a really cool beautiful. feeling where there's some of the tiles are missing. It's just. If, if I was actually going to frame one of my own pictures, that would be the one. Yep, that's amazing. And and you can tell it's just like that natural light and, and color just is uh, it really pops. That's beautiful. Thank you. And then uh, what about the one with the cars that are all impaled? Uh, <laughs> that is so cool. Oh, oh, thank yeah. you. You know, Where's I that? saw a long time ago, I saw someone post a picture of that and i was like where is that i have to go see that so i started doing all this research and i found it and i can't really say where it is because i don't want people to destroy it or or do anything to it but it is on top of the hill and it is a mile hike to it and a mile hike back wow that's amazing. And, uh, Just in the middle of nowhere, huh? <laughs> yeah. And my husband and I, we did that hike. And and it once you got there, it was so worth it. It was so cool to see it. It's just this impaled pole with these cars that are probably like 30, 40 feet, in the, you know, up in the air. It's just really neat. And I was so glad that and I the, went to see it and that I found it. The beauty of it is there is my favorite car is like sandwiched in the middle. It looks like a 1973 Gremlin. Yeah. (laughs) Beautiful. (laughs) My favorite car. Utter beauty. I love it. Haven't you seen Wayne's World? That's what they drive, the Gremlin. I actually had, when I first started driving, I had a 1978 Buick Opal. Do you remember the Buick Opals? Uh, Vaguely. Well, if, if you I ever don't. saw one, you would remember it. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, I don't. Oh, it's a car that you won't forget. I was, I was, I was kind of young then. I was like eight, so I'm telling my age. I was young, impressionable and, at that age. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. It was all Tom and Jerry and Ginger Snaps at that point. <laughs> yep, I'm right there with you. Okay, that's good. So, I have one more to ask you about, too, uh, another picture that I remember when I first seen this, uh, just going through the feed, and there's this whole bunch of statues, and they have, like, um, hearts and diamonds and 
Oh, the mannequins, uh, yeah. Yeah, that is so unusual, so so it, it cool. Is. <laughs> it is, and um, I I kind of stumbled upon that by accident, and it, it was really cool that I found that. And again, I don't want to say where, but um, yeah, it, it, all these mannequins just laying there with hearts and yeah, yeah really strange. Si- like <laughs> and it's actually the- actually where it's at is really out of place too. It's really strange where it sits, but yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, that one really caught my eye, and I was like, I think I stared at that for like five minutes straight, like, oh, my gosh, that's crazy. I really love finding things that are different, finding things that um, everyone else isn't finding because there, there are a lot of places on the East Coast that people find, and the next thing you know, like 10 people go there, and you see pictures over and over again. You know, I want to be on the outside of that a little bit and find things that other people don't find. So when you see one of my pictures, you're like, where is that? Like, what, you know, where did she find that? And, you you know. Definitely do a good job of it, for sure. (laughs) And, And that's why I do a lot of research. I mean, I, there was one place, it was a, an abandoned water park, and I could not find it. I must have spent a month looking for it, and I, I researched it and researched it, and finally I found it, and, and boom, off we went. <laughs> I had to see it. So <laughs> if I know I'm going somewhere, if I know I'm going to yeah, uh, you know, Lancaster, Pennsylvania for the day, then I'm going to look around and see what's around there that I could stop and take, you know, photographs of. Is there something strange? Is there something abandoned? You know, so, so that's kind of what I do. If I'm going on a trip somewhere, I'm going to, I'm going to try to see as much as I can, as much as I can find. One of the pictures well, you sent to us and uh, I'm looking at it now, the hovercraft. So that's oh, like yeah. a, the epitome <laughs> of uh, different and yeah, it's, that yeah, is so cool. Yeah. Thank you. So you want to uh, tell us about the hub, the Urbex Utopia. What's what's that? I know you've uh, poured a bunch of time and effort into that. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Urbex Utopia is my second job. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it basically oh, hey. is. And I That's have great. a family of uh, seven people that work on the hub with me, and they volunteer their time. You know, they don't get anything out of it besides making other people happy. But basically, uh, our goal is to, uh, as a hub, you can tag our hub, Urbex Utopia, and the moderators look through the pictures that are tagged. And if they like, they really like one, they will feature it on the hub. And what that does is that exposes you to, to people on Instagram. You get, you know, you can get more followers. It kind of expands your page a little bit. And, and and a lot of the times it just makes people really happy. Some of the comments that we get, you know, like, oh, I was just about ready to give up on my photography. You featured me. You know, thank you so much. You know, th- those kind of things. And so we basically just do it to, to make people happy. And That's I've been amazing. doing that. I've been doing that a long time. And I do that every single night. And oh, I work on the hub all the time. Cool. All of my, uh, the people that work with me, you can look them up on my hub. They're great people to follow on Instagram. They're great commenters. You know, they, they say what they mean. They're just really great people, all of them. So uh, if anyone out there has a chance, please check it out. You guys tag us too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, we yeah. will. Yeah, I'm going follow to. Follow and yeah. tag us and put yourself out there. Absolutely. Well, and that's what it's about, you know, is is encouragement, you know. Somebody maybe doesn't have as much experience as another, you know, maybe a professional photographer or something, but there's always somebody catching the right picture at the right time. So yeah. Yeah. it's about encouragement and uh it's it's that whole camaraderie of people sharing images, you know. There's so many people that say, you know, and I've I've been doing photography for years. And I see these images and they're like, oh, yeah, I just started two years ago and I do it with an iPhone. You know, and I'm <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, that, it's amazing what people can do. There's so much talent out there. 
oh, and a hub amazing. like yours exploit that talent, you know, and that's that's what keeps yep. keeps that rhythm going. So kudos to you. And that's for doing our goal. That and yeah. Sure. I think absolutely. it's awesome. I love it. I love it and I never get sick of it. I it's it's you know, it's like my everyday it's just my rhythm. It's just what I do every day. And I, I can't even imagine uh, not having it. And, and sometimes we take a break. We'll take like a week vacation because we all need a vacation from it. Sure. And, um, sure. and even during that week, it's, it's like a, a withdrawal. Like, oh, you know, like <laughs> you're so used to doing it. I got to get it's back like in coming, there. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like coming home from work and eating dinner or coming home from, you know, you know, it's just your daily rhythm. And, when you're you're without it for a week, it's it's really strange, you know. So it's a lot of fun, and it makes a lot of people feel good. And, and you're right, it does get them out there. And um, I remember my first time being featured by a hub, and how good it made me feel. So if, if we're doing that for people, that's terrific. That's that's our goal. I think it's amazing that uh, the hubs, uh, you know, there and there's quite a few of them, but. And they're all really good. They all have their own little um, nuances or whatever. But yeah, uh, yeah. just the curation of all this amazing talent and artwork and, you know, stunning photography and editing and everything. It's just it's just so nice that somebody takes the time to, to curate it and, and put it all into one place. You know, it's, it's right. amazing. And we, act, we also make sure that if you are featured – there are hubs that we collaborate with to support each other. And so basically, you know, if we feature a photo, there are 10 other hubs that follow us that will make sure that they congratulate that person. Oh, and, nice. You know, and then, yeah. And then, and then that also gets that person interested in their hub. So it's a way to keep, keep, keep it sharing, you know, keep it going. Perpetual motion. Yes. <laughs> That's exactly right. When we for, first started doing it, we were, especially me, I'm like uh, technically challenged. We would just post stuff and then somebody would grab something and feature it. And we we're just like, holy smokes, did you see this? And then you get all these other big hubs doing it. And pretty soon you just have this massive group of people that are supporting each other. And I, that's what it's all about. Right, right. And, and a lot of us hub owners are, uh, we're in a chat together. So we support each other that way. Like, you know, like, what do you think of this person? Sometimes there's stolen pictures. You know, there's, there's all kinds of different things that go on behind the curtain. So, you know, we, we support each other and, and uh, we're, we're always in a constant chat. Well, thanks yeah. for all your hard work and uh, for doing all You're the welcome. things that and, and a lot of the people a, don't see that. Right. I am a co-owner of Urbex Utopia. My the other owner is Imago Census. She her name is Kadi. She is in Germany and she does not speak English. We have talked to each other for you know, two and a half years now on Kick and we if we saw each other in person we couldn't speak a word to each other. <laughs> Can you believe that? Can you believe that? You know what? Yeah. But you have you have you have the common thread. You have photography and the love for it, so yeah. it, you you make it yeah. work. We've stuck together all this time, and she she's a great co-owner. We we do everything together, make decisions together. So so I have to give her a shout out. Oh yeah! Speaking of shout outs, this might be a good time to do that. Uh, let me get my shout out. Well, absolutely. <laughs> let me get my I've book been, out. I've been. <laughs> I have been limited to shout outs, everybody, just so you know. No, I'm just kidding. I promise that I won't be cut off, but, you know, I, I don't know. <laughs> this ain't the Grammys. We're not going to give you 30 seconds and then you're off the show. Right. <laughs> so you just you just go with it. So uh, my biggest inspiration and the reason why I started my Instagram page is my husband. And he is at Kevin1169. Uh, like I said, Cotty, who is Imago Census, she is the co-owner of Urbex Utopia. Uh, Dave, who is Yet Tire Dr. It's Y E T I R Y D R <laughs> underscore F X. 
Dave is great. He has always been a huge supporter to me, always. Another one is Trish at Lost Places Photos. Uh, she is a huge supporter of our hub and uh, just a great commenter, like her picture. She, she's always involved. And she actually has her own hub called Anonymous Bando, I think. I don't even know how to say this. Calibra, who is Carlotta, C-A-R-L-I-B-R-A underscore FX. Carlotta, she is a huge uh, supporter of mine. She takes really cool edited pictures. She does a lot with her pictures. So, and I believe it's her sister is at Kate, C-A-T-E, 2113 underscore FX. Another huge supporter and another person that takes awesome photos and, and does awesome edits. At Detroit Unseen, I don't know his first name, but he is, he takes amazing photographs. He is the person that you want to go exploring with. He goes everywhere. And he has always been a huge supporter of mine. So I want to give him a shout out. And of course, Miss Jill Coop, who is probably, yep, at Jill underscore Coop. She is probably my absolute favorite artist on Instagram. I, I couldn't believe that she does not use a camera. When I listened to the podcast, (laughs) I right. couldn't like, either. I, yeah, it's like, oh my. Not, her pictures are are just breathtaking. They are beautiful. And I have to say, out of everybody that I've ever followed, she is my favorite. So uh, she another was, one. She was a hoop. Yeah. I, I've listened to all the podcasts and she was great. Like, I could not wait to listen to her podcast. It was a lot of fun. Well, uh, great. Okay, great. two more. At Sun. Mad Cat, S-U-N-M-A-D-C-A-T. Uh, that's Rick, and he owns J.J. Urbex. When I started out with Urbex Utopia, we only had 1,000 followers, and now we have almost 25,000. Wow. And there were a lot of, mm. yeah, and there were a Amazing. lot of decisions that I had to make, and I had to learn how to do things, and he has supported me in every way. He's like my main man on Instagram, and he knows it. He is, he's great. So he's been a huge supporter of mine. And my last one is at evoke underscore emotion. It's E-V-O-K-E underscore E-M-O-T-I-O-N 2020. That's Mickey, his name is. And he's a huge supporter to me and a very good friend of mine. And I've been out with him taking pictures before. We're in a little photo group together that does not take abandoned photos. You know, we always go out and practice. It's a lot of fun. There's a a group that just gathers together and we'll go here, go there. We'll go to garden places. We're actually due to go up to Sleepy Hollow in New York to take pictures there. There's a a really cool cemetery in Sleepy Hollow. So we kind of travel around and he's in my group and, and he takes some awesome pictures like, like, wow, like really awesome pictures. So, so that's my group. So that's my, you know, Grammy. I'm done. I won't say anymore. <laughs> no, oh, that, that's wonderful. That's great. We, we appreciate all the, the input and, you know, and just, just listening to you and, and looking back on all the other people that we've interviewed, there's just such a, uh, camaraderie amongst everybody. It's, it's such a wonderful thing. And, you know, and when somebody posts something, Jill or or uh, Amy or whoever, Dave, uh, we all see those those tags, and and it just it makes it just such such a nice huge photography family. So it is, it is, it's like a, a huge family. Yeah, yep, yeah. I, I absolutely love it. Yeah, yeah, we just, we had the chance to get to know you know eight podcasts and now nine and. Every person has just been outstanding and wonderful in their own way, and and it's uh it's it's so it's such a treat to to learn about them and and to follow them and and to support them. So it, it's wonderful. I was gonna say I love what you guys are doing. I love listening to the podcast <clears throat> and hearing how people get into it and what they do with it. And and like Kyle is actually making a living out of it, and that is just. I just think that's wonderful. Like 
that's like a dream to me to do something like that. And he's actually living that dream. And I just think that's awesome. I, I, I absolutely love that. I, I love all the podcasts. I think they're great. So you guys keep doing it and keep going. <laughs> oh, thank you. We will. Thank you. Everybody, uh, everybody's got a story to tell. That's the beauty yes. of it, you know, and yeah, you can never, right. can never, you, you think you know somebody from looking at their pictures, but when we interview them, it's uh it's a whole nother enlightening experience. So we, we sure, we like being on the, the interview end of it. Hey, Miss Jill, do you have any upcoming plans, shows, photo excursions, anything like that that you have coming up? Well, no shows, but maybe someday. Um, I wish I had time to really put more into my photography, but right now with work and life, like this is, this is really all I can do. Uh, I do have plans to go back to the Poconos next month. And I have some cool little things that I found that I like to go see. And one of my all time favorite places here in New Jersey is a old junkyard that has everything i mean it has not just old rusty beautiful cars but it has hovercrafts it has helicopters it has uh abandoned diner it has uh motorcycle bikes i mean it, it is it is a you know it's it's a wonderland of abandoned things of, of all kinds of abandoned vehicles and i have been there this will be my fourth year going there and I'm going in November and I can't wait. And a lot of the pictures that I post are from my trips from there. And um, like I said, it's, it's just, you cannot go there and take the same picture twice. We have a couple places like that. They're probably not quite as extensive as the Poconos, but uh, <laughs> we, we totally understand. Okay. Well, Jill, we thank you so much for uh, the time that you shared with us and Thanks for giving us some insight into uh, what sparks your creativity and uh, what you enjoy shooting. So we really enjoy that. And I'm sure all the other listeners, they're the same as you. Everybody likes to hear, you know, what makes somebody else tick. So uh, thank you so much for giving us the time. And uh, we look forward to all your new posts. Absolutely. And thank you so much for having me. It's an honor for me. And, uh, and I think it's great. And like I said, keep going because I want to hear future podcasts. I, I want them to keep coming. So uh, I think it's great. So thank you very much. You're welcome. Well, thank and you. thank you again. And we yeah. will be in touch with you. Okay, great. Great talking to you. Okay. You too. Have a good night. You too. Thank you. What a treat. Thank you so much, Ms. Jill, for being our guest on this episode of the Capturing the Abandoned Podcast. Folks, if you're not already following Miss Jill, as we like to call her, please be sure to visit and follow her on Instagram as at alluring underscore epiphany. And be sure to check out the hub that she and her mods operate and moderate at Urbix Utopia. That's at Urbix underscore Utopia. The music bed for this show is titled Moving South and was composed and performed by my good friend and co-host, Mr. Lex Nichols. And for your listening pleasure, we have included the full track at the end of this episode. You can find more of Lex's music on his website at lexnichols.com, on his YouTube channel, Spotify, and on iTunes. Be sure to give him a listen. You can find our Facebook page by searching for Capturing the Abandoned, and we'll use this page to share our podcast information, including our show notes and artwork for each episode, and information on locations where you can download, stream, and or subscribe to it. In addition to the Facebook page, we've also created a Facebook group at the same location called Capturing the Abandoned International, which is dedicated to the purpose of showcasing the images, stories, and the people who create the images and art of this genre. This is where we hope to have anyone and everyone from any country post and share their rural and urban abandoned pictures and stories with everyone else. So please stop by and contribute. We've reached the end of this episode of Capturing the Abandoned and we hope that you have enjoyed it. You should be able to find this podcast wherever fine podcasts are served, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Overcast, and more. 
please subscribe and be sure to let any of your adventurous friends and relatives know about this podcast. Your feedback is important to us, so please feel free to reach out to us at capturingtheabandoned at gmail.com and leave us your thoughts, ideas, and suggestions on how we can improve this show and bring you the best Capturing the Abandoned experience. Fun times, exciting guests, and abandoned content are up ahead, so please stay tuned. And until next time, be safe out there. As promised, here's the full version of Moving South.